0: بسم الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد طبن قلوبي ودوايها وعافيه الابدان والشفائها وضيائها وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad al Fatih Lima uglak al-Khatim Lima sabiq Nasr al-Haqi bin Haqi wal-Hadi Ala suratikul Mustaqim Wa ala alihi haqqa qadrihi wa miqtarihi al-Azim So last time we finished chapter 7 of the Burda of Imam al-Busiri And chapter 7 covered al-Isra' wal-Mi'raj The night journey and ascension of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And this chapter is on the Prophet's jihad sallallahu alayhi wa so, last chapter is kind of like very, how do I say? It's like less tangible in a sense, right? Because the, the night journey and ascension is kind of so miraculous. You don't, it's, it's a little bit harder to grasp, right? Like he got on, the, Like like the brother said last week. So he got on the Pegasus. And he went to, from Mecca to Jerusalem, and then from Jerusalem to the heavens. And like this is really hard to fathom, you know. That's true. Now you go to the Prophet's Jihad. Prophet's Jihad is like almost the other side of it, right? Now, like, this is very tangible now. You know exactly what happened in these battles and so on. Um, there's a footnote here. Uh, It says, The true object of war fought for God is peace. We can only truly establish justice with force because injustice is only perpetuated with force. The world has always been that way and there is no reason to think it will change anytime soon. What Islam demands is that Muslims fight for a just cause only. Interesting comment. Um, So I think there's some things to be said. First is that when we lose the spirit of jihad we lose a lot. We lose the spirit of jihad, we lose a lot. Why? Because it's actually not like so easy, right? <laughs> like to do your prayers on time, to pay charity, to stand up for what is right, to help people who are oppressed, to be different in the face of what other people do, so on. Like all these things are not really so easy and there's an element of which that requires some jihad. And uh, largely what happened... In the aftermath, I guess now this year, the last 20 years, subhanAllah Is that the concept of jihad has been stripped from the Muslim lexicon in America at least Like as far as what I've been told before 9-11 Jihad was something that was frequently talked about (laughs) in in various manifestations Right, we're not talking about crazy stuff Just uh, everyone's on the same page here we're talking about Sharia, as I always say. Sharia guides everything, not some weirdo people's interpretation, but actual Sharia. All right, actual Sharia has circumstances when you may engage in jihad. Maybe that's like you're walking down the street, and someone try someone like smacks your kid, and you punch them in the face. Like that was jihad. So that's a legitimate jihad. Um, there's other types of jihad, like someone's you're in your home, someone breaks into your house, you defend your house. Uh, whatever those, those are jihad and of course fighting against uh, people that deserve to be fought against is also jihad and that can have you don't get to really make that o- outside of stuff that is individually inflicted upon you you can't make that decision yourself like if it's a if it's a bigger thing it needs to be made by a, a governing body but like if someone comes into your house you don't have to wait for like the fatwa council to give you the fatwa <laughs> you don't have to call and be like excuse me salam alaykum it's two in the morning no one's answering the fatwa line You don't have to do that, right? But if it's like I don't know, like You know, whatever it might be You can think of cases, I'm sure um, You're in like Muslim country X And you live there And this foreign country Tries to invade your country And your country calls for people to fight back Like that's a legitimate jihad It's not So there's various levels of jihad There's jihad against oneself This is of course the most immediate Jihad in nafs That has to do with like Maybe you don't feel like Lecturing You just really want to enjoy The beautiful afternoon in good company Uh, That could be a jihad Maybe someone says something rude to you and you're trying to be patient with it. That's a type of jihad. Maybe your child is crying in the middle of the night and you're like, I just went to sleep. Like, I put the child to sleep. I detoxed for two hours and I went to sleep and now they woke up as soon as I went to sleep, right? I was like, it's a jihad. You have to be like, okay, what's going on? Whatever, so and so. So there's all types of jihad like that. There's things inside of us that we have to fight against. When we lose that, we lose a heck of a lot. More than a lot, we lose a lot, a lot. Like, this is actually the essence of the whole thing. As for the one who was afraid of standing in front of their Lord, and they prevent their base self from its desires. Okay, like, I might have some base desires that are not acceptable. I have to fight them. This is one jihad. Another jihad is. Uh, jihad is shaitan Jihad is shaitan So sometimes it's not Maybe a person's base desires Maybe it's just Some sort of shaitani stuff That's going on You know uh, You have to fight that too In the words of one of our One of our teachers When someone told him You know I hope you're able to get some rest And so on and so forth And he said May we give them no rest <laughs> We were like What? <laughs> it was like fighting shayateen and stuff. You're like, okay. Amen to that. Uh, third possibility is jihad al-'adu. The jihad al-'adu. They're fighting an enemy. There's jihad by speech, of course. There's jihad by hand. Uh, there's there's uh, you know the jihad of speaking a tr- truthful word in front of a tyrant is a is a great jihad. There's jihad by the Quran. Jihad bihi. Jihad in Kabira is it? The verse in the, it's a Meccan verse and it says to make jihad with it and it's about the Quran. So there's many different possibilities. Any case. The spirit of jihad is important. The Prophet was a mujahid. The companions of the Prophet used to teach their children the stories of jihad, like you would teach them Quran. They said our, they would teach us the Maghazi like they would teach us a surah from the Qur'an. They would teach us about the, like what happened in Badr, what happened in Uhud, what happened in Khandaq, what happened in Hunayn, what happened in all of these different battles. You know what's interesting about it? People sometimes, again you know we talked about last week kind of when we have this inferiority complex and then it, it clouds the way that we understand things. Sometimes people are like, Oh, why is it all jihad? Why are we always talking about jihad? The Sira it's like all filled with jihad and stuff. Just keep it demerik shoye. You go to you go to you go to Barnes and Noble, and you want to read a book on strategy. What book do you buy? Huh? Art of War. Art of war. <laughs> Nobody has a problem. They're not like all oh, these Japanese people. They're always talking about jihad and stuff. You want to read a bigger book? What do you read? Robert Greene's book on war, right? People read, uh, what's his name? Von Clausewitz on war. Why? It's not about necessarily like who died and who didn't die and stuff. It's, you also learn strategy. And the knowledge of strategy applies to everything in life. The knowledge of strategy applies to everything. So it's not just like, oh this happened in Badr and this, this one and that one. It's, there's a lot of lessons. But it's, it's, it's broader than just the battle. Okay. So the Prophet was a man of jihad. Initially, his jihad was to not make jihad, right? In Mecca, the jihad was to not make jihad, actually. They, they came to him and he was like, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Uh they come to us and they kill us and they torture us and so on and so forth. And he told them, you have to be patient. The victory of Allah will come. That was the jihad in that moment. Then later on, the jihad changes to you have a state and you have people, who are your enemies, you have to fight against them, so on and so forth. All of it has rules. Uh, you can call it Just War Theory in Islam If you want to read it um, Dr. Jackson has a good article You can find it uh, Dr. Sherman Jackson You'll find it online Called Jihad in the Modern World Jihad in the Modern World Very good article uh, I guess I say this every week But I'm going to try to go fast The chapter is long that's why I gave the introductory part, so then we can hopefully move faster. We'll see. The news of his being sent had cast fear into the hearts of foes, as heedless sheep are startled by sudden noise. Okay, so this also we have to talk about. There's a reality we have to accept. And that is, if you live in a place where you are the beneficiary of an amazing blessing, of safety, it affects your perspective on a lot of things. Okay. You start to see things differently than people who don't have this blessing. This is one of the greatest blessings a person can have is safety. As is mentioned in which surah? You read it in 50% of your salah because it's short. It's it's there's an allusion to it in a, su- a surah that you read. Huh? <laughs> not a nasr. That's it there's there's a there is an illusion in a nasr too, but that's not the one I'm referring to. Hmm? <laughs> not in kotha. You're like there's only Ikhlas left, I don't see ikhlas <laughs> <laughs> I don't see where Huh? Not Falak, no? <laughs> Asr, No. What are we looking for again? Safety, <laughs> safety. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, uh, He's got it. Quraish, Quraish. Quraish These two are basically everything. The one who gave them food in the face of hunger and safety in the face of fear. Food in the face of hunger and safety. In the, this is like the foundation, right? They're like the Prophet said. If you wake up and you have enough food for the day and you have a roof over your head, then it's as if you were given the entire world. The whole world was laid out for you. That's it. You had everything. So the point is, when you live in a circumstance that is very safe, it begins to change your perspective on things. And you feel like, I can always call this nebulous entity that will come and help me when I'm in need. And I don't need to worry about that for myself. And I don't have to worry about, like, walking down the street, people bothering me or having some sort of scenario. Of course, this depends on where you live in America. But we're sitting here in Irvine, you know. Bismillah, mashallah. And it's very safe, right? So... um, So then what happens is you read a verse that says, the news of his being sent had cast fear into the hearts of foes. And you start to feel funny. Like why did the prophet have to, him being sent puts fear in the hearts of other people? Because here's the reality of life that we don't want to accept. There are some people in this world, the only way to deal with them is for them to have fear, fear of you. You might have to ex- sit with it a little bit to accept it, but this is true. And the Prophet Sallallahu who Himself, dealt with this, right? There were people who accepted Him because they knew who He was. There were people who ac- accepted Him because, you know, at any number at any number of different points of the Prophet's life. And then there are people who accepted Him only because He conquered Mecca. And when He conquered Mecca, and like all the Arab tribes start to come and accept Islam and so on, they're like, okay, now we'll now we'll stop fighting you. But up to that point, they weren't going to stop. There's people who are like that. You can't show them weakness, they'll take advantage of it. We don't want to accept this. This is a reality. Not everyone is like that. Many, Most people actually, you can be nice to them, you can be calm with them, you can be patient with them, you can forgive them, you can overlook things. Some people are just straight up your enemies. You have no choice but to be strong with them. Okay? So the Prophet Wasallam, when it comes to the enemies of Islam, his coming put fear in their hearts. Put fear in their hearts There has to be like a little bit of Some respect Then he says What's interesting about this This section of the poem by the way Is you have to understand too like When we do like all this love talk And stuff it doesn't mean there's no rules When you do all the love talk and stuff It doesn't mean there's no conflict even when we say, like, it's a safe space. You're not going to have a safe space, by the way, without conflict. <laughs> like, how do you have a safe space? Someone starts acting in the space the way that they're not supposed to act, someone has to stop them. Tell them, you know, we don't do that here. If you're going to act that way, maybe you, should have to, you have to go somewhere else. This is not the place for you. Right? Like, in our masajid, we never do this. It's like free for all, no matter what. Anyone can... And I used to tell people this, like, you have to decide. What do you want? If you just want it to be free for all, you'll never have anything. This is a rule in life. You can't have everything. <laughs> you have to make some choices. I'm going to put a line here. I'm going to put a line here, so on and so forth. This has to be explained to people. Like if you can't control yourself, the basic minimum, that you can't scream at the imam, and you can't stop yourself from screaming at the imam, or the other the board member or whatever in the middle of the musalla, in the middle of prayer, then it's very simple. You go somewhere else, brother. It's the house of Allah. So is it. go to the other house of Allah. It's the art of Allah too. It's the earth of Allah. Go to the earth of Allah, go pray in the parking lot. But you're not gonna come here and harm everyone else. Is it, like there has sometimes there have to be stances. Okay. So uh, so what I'm saying that for is because the whole poem is like so beautiful. The Prophet Sallallahu send Wasallam is this, the Prophet is that, he's these beautiful characteristics, his qualities. If we get to the chapter on jihad, you're gonna see. The chapter on jihad is not they're not playing around. It's like really serious. And don't forget that al-Busiri is also living at a time where uh, like very serious jihad is still going on. Or it's or it's really close. I'm sorry, I'm just staring that way trying to remember the, the time period. Like his teacher is Sayyidi Abu al-Abbas al-Mursi and his, his sheikh is Sayyidi Abu hassan al-Shadili. And Abu hassan al-Shadili was part of the Mujahideen who fought the Crusaders. So like, it's very close. Right? It's, it's very close يَنْقَاهُمُ فِي كُلِّ حَتَّى بِنْ لَحْمٍ عَلَى He continued to meet them on every battleground Until spears cut them like meat on a butcher's block Said about the Prophet ﷺ, he fought in war himself He didn't send other people out to fight his battles sallam. He fought in the battles himself and they said that he was present during the extremely difficult times. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu was of course a great warrior. He said, in the heat of battle, when both armies clashed head on, we sought shelter behind the Messenger of Allah. And so none was closer to the enemy than he was. The most courageous of us in battle was the one who was closest to the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa when the enemy drew near. Like he, was, he was at the heart of it. He's not shying away, sallallahu alayhi wa One time in Medina, there was a loud sound. People in the middle of the night, there was a loud sound. People got scared. And when they set out in the direction of the sound to investigate, they found the Prophet ﷺ had gone out and he was already coming back. And he was riding a horse without the saddle and his sword was swung around his neck. It's an epic image. Like he heard the sound, threw the sword on around his neck, jumped on the horse without a saddle, rode the horse out into the desert to see what the sound was. He came back and told them, it's okay, it's nothing. He already checked it He's not like okay so and so Can you go check it for me Allah make us people of courage Courage is not easy You know Courage is not easy Some people think in order to be courageous You have to not be afraid For my limited experience Which is not very much uh, you just have to not submit to your fear. Like the fear is there, you have to make a choice. Am I going to live by this fear or am I going to live based on principle and do what I need to do? And there might be consequences to that, but you have to face it. So, a lot of things that take courage. Again, this is the spirit of jihad, right? Spirit of jihad necessitates from us this idea of courage. Courage is extremely important, right? Say, like, Sometimes I have to do things that are I don't like to talk about it much to be honest Because it's not the kind of thing You can talk about really I just, And you don't know what you're going to do Until you're in a situation So we just ask Allah to give us courage We ask Allah to give us strength We ask Allah to give us honor And to not humiliate us In this life and the next I mean, <laughs> They longed to flee Almost jealous of the dead flesh carried off by hawks and vultures And when the Prophet came and met the enemies in battle The enemies in battle They were jealous of the hawks and the vultures who could just leave They're stuck in the battle They had to stay in the battle They're like oh I wish I was like this bird Strong imagery still طَمْضِ <laughs> The nights passed with them unaware of their number, apart from the nights of the sacred months. You know what I'm saying, like, the difficulty of, of, of like, the prophets, like when the time for jihad came, it was one battle after the next, after the next, after the next. So the enemies of Islam, it's one battle after the next, after the next. And they're like, they lost count. So many battles, they lost count. The nights all started to look the same. You know, when, like, something's not going well, you're having a bad time, so on and so forth. Like, so. You, you Like all the days start to go together. It's probably people have had this experience with COVID. <laughs> someone recently, they were like, yeah, so-and-so that happened like a couple months ago. And then they're like, wait, that was, maybe it was like eight months ago. And they're like, wait a second. I think that was a year and a half ago. <laughs> like, like it keeps going further. And you're like, I saw someone yesterday, I think it was. and And they had two kids. <laughs> and I was like. How old are your kids? <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> All the kids are in COVID Like I knew these people And then the, I, COVID happened And then I saw them again They have two kids I'm like subhanAllah This is crazy Like This is a long period of time now But all the layali They become one They become all put together It's like as if the same He said except for Ashhur Hurum. Except for the months The sacred months Because in the beginning The Prophet Wouldn't fight in the sacred months So it's like the enemies They start to lose track because you're, just, you're not going to get a break from us. You want to be against us, you're not going to get a break. We're not going to fall down that easy. Except for the Ashur and Huram in these months, like there's no fighting. The sacred months, there's no fighting in, in the beginning. Then they can start to they get their break. al Maqtisi, he said, this is a cool story. Uh, it's related that al Maqtisi said, I had a Sheikh who would take a single almond and place it in a nose bag used to feed an animal if his entire day had been spent in righteousness. Okay, so what is it? This person, if he spent his whole day in righteousness, he'd take an almond and put it in the bag. Okay? When asked his age, he would take out the bag, count the number of almonds in it, and then he would say, this is how old I am. So because he he considered his actual age, to be the number of days that he did righteous deeds because those are the only ones that actually counted. <laughs> SubhanAllah. Who are these people? <laughs> SubhanAllah. Who are these people? Allah, May Allah let us meet them and people like them. <coughs> Concerning the words of the Most High and remind them of the days of Allah وذكرهم بأيام الله And Qadi Abu Bakr ibn Arabi said رضي الله تعالى عنه, These are the days of well-being and blessings There's an important reflection on this I want us to take a moment on These are the days of well-being and blessings That is the intended meaning of the verse Unfortunately, however, what is found most common today Is that people count the days of toil and difficulty You will see a sick man count the days of his sickness and a debtor count down how many days have passed and how many remain before he must pay off his debt while he may neglect to count the days of well-being that he enjoyed or else the days of sorrow in the former case it is because of luxury and ease his heart is preoccupied with experiencing pleasure so he does not recount them in the latter case it is because of his toil and successive concerns that distract him from attending to his most important and pressing concerns. That alone, counting those days, hence he forgets to count because his heart is preoccupied. I think it was last week when we, when I said some things about the idea of the community. They said that maybe last week or recently. Salam alaikum, MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Good to see you guys. Uh, the community. So, and I was saying that. The only time someone refers to the community is when they're complaining about something. And depending upon what they're complaining about, it's a different the community. So like the first complaint, the community is like aunties, quote unquote. Second, the community is like masjid leadership. Third, the community is like the religious leaders. But whatever it is, the community is always like the bad things. And uh, of course we should be uh, we want things to improve, we want to make things better, so on and so forth. Of course, all of that is true. But I think that we have to be careful sometimes. Um gave a khutbah on this one time because uh, Imam Ghazali, he talks about this idea somehow in like brotherhood and sisterhood and stuff and giving advice to your brother or sister. He brings up this idea that when you give advice to someone, know that even if it's true and it's correct and you do it right and everything is fine, in most cases still, it's going to make a little bit something between you and them. Okay? Like even in most cases, you go up to someone you tell them something totally valid. I don't know. Brother, you double parked your car uh, in the parking lot and so on and so and so. On. Some people, maybe, they'll be like really sincere, very humble and they... they but... It's not an unnatural human situation for that to create some level of tension, right? So what happens then when there's a lot of critique leveled on? Symbols of faith. Symbols of faith. The masjid, the scholar, quote-unquote. I criti- I, you know me, I criticize all these things too much. It's terrible. Um, but what it does is it creates some space, right? It, it makes me feel differently about the masjid. And like, yeah, I want the masjid to function better, of course. But I also want to love the masjid. Like I don't I don't want to have bad feelings towards it. Even if that means I go when nobody's there. That's my favorite time. Go and nobody's there. Just go experience the musalla, pray, you know. But there, there's something there. So what is it that we're the point in this this statement is what is it that we're attending to? And what does that mean for The narrative that we're telling ourselves. So, if all, and I brought this up also before in the past, in the from the idea of making your only engagement with the teachings of Islam answering doubts, it's very common amongst young people now. Remember when I said this before? Do you remember the book related to this? This idea? Anyone remember? It's not an Islamic studies book. Don't think of an elephant, it's an important book, George Lakoff. Don't think of an elephant. If someone tells you don't think of an elephant, what do you do? Think of an elephant. So if your entire engagement with Islam is, so-and-so said this to me, is that true? So-and-so said this, is that true? So-and-so said this, is that true? Well, why is it this way? Why is this this way? Why is this this way? What is left in the end? A whole lot of doubt. Even if you answered your doubts, there's still a whole lot of doubt. Because that's what the focus was on. And again, it's not saying don't answer it. But like, we have to think, we should consider... What is it that I'm paying attention to? So if all I'm hearing is critique And I'm if I'm looking at myself and I realize Well this has kind of made me like Not want to be involved in the community Not want to do acts of worship Not to be, not to like I'm not really doing anything for my relationship with Allah Because I've been like really engaged In all of these negative things Then I have to think about that You know, like It doesn't mean they're, they, I'm, I'm ignoring them But I, I want to Like, some things are even more important than leveling a critique. Like, being able to believe, being able to pray and feel it. It's more important than the ability to critique something. As if the religion were a guest that had arrived at their courtyard with every honored chieftain eager for the flesh of their foes. So, again, this is continuing the idea of the battle and like. Description around battles and so on. Bringing forth a sea of soldiers on swift steeds, tossing wave upon wave of onrushing heroes. So saying, like the army when the army comes, the army's like one after another on top of the on, on the horses going wave after wave after wave, wave after wave after wave. You can think about this and other things too. There's people, for example, again, despite all the negativity, there's people who have had occurrence after occurrence after occurrence of positive in- interactions with Muslims. And it's not always like the most uh, uh, like mind-blowing thing, right? It's just they met this Muslim, they were very polite. They met this Muslim, they noticed they care about their family. Family is important to them. They're very hospitable. They're very generous. And I went to this other person's house. They're very generous. I went to this other person's house. They're very generous. And they're like, wow. It's like waves upon waves of generosity, right? And um, you know, part of what we want to do, if we get into like the medjlis now, part of what we want to do as a community is to do that to each other, you know? People, we bring... Again, the negative side, we bring whatever we bring from the negative stuff. But we do have the ability also for each other to be sources of healing to one another. So if someone has come and they've had bad experiences, but every time they come, someone's nice to them. Someone asks them, takes care of them. Someone gives them something to eat, something to drink, so on. Maybe one time it doesn't do anything, but the next time it doesn't do anything. Third time it does something, fourth time it does. So this we want to try to be consistent also in good. All responding to Allah's call and anticipating reward, boldly charging on and uprooting disbelief. As the author is saying that the army that's coming wave upon wave upon wave is the army that is doing this for the sake of Allah. And one of the. Um, one of the indications of sincerity is consistency so the army is coming it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming why because it's an army that did this they're responding to Allah's call they did this for the sake of Allah so i you know we do something we this is the ideally we can do that right we can kind of like get to this principle that i'm doing what i'm doing i'm doing it for Allah and i'm so i'm going to do it over and over and over and over and over again And that consistency is going to have its impact. You know? Uh, In this regard, what comes to mind for me is Dr. Muzammah Sadiqi. Allah protect him, give him a long life, and uh, accept from him his efforts, you know? Like if you really sit back and you think about it, you see the consequence of someone doing the work very humbly, very gently, very simply. Day in and day out For like 35 years I don't know how many years It's been now 30 I think you came in the 70s It's even more than that 70s was it? Anyone know? Maybe 80 I'm talking like At least in At least in the 30s range Of years right? In one region <laughs> Like it's, it's really like Parents and children And children of children And children of children uh, SubhanAllah It makes a big difference حَتَّى غَدَتْ مِلَّةُ الْإِسْلَامِ بِهِمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ غُرْبَتِهَا Until the religion of Islam was through them reunited in kinship after being in exile. So it's kind of saying that Islam before the effort of the companions of the Prophet and the Prophet it was like because it didn't have a place in this world anymore it was like it was orphaned and when they struggled and they struggled and they struggled and they struggled then it became like the orphan now was returned back to its family the person was lost it was separated from his family it came back this is from the effort that they put forth forever protected from foes by the best of fathers and husbands so that she was no longer an orphan or a widow this is Islam right So it's it's saying that Islam was protected by these best of fathers and husbands So that it was no longer an orphan or a widow Our modern mind, what do we do? Well, why are they saying bad things about orphans and widows? Why are they saying that women need men to protect them? So, So These are like all the things that our minds, subhanAllah It's not saying any of that There's nothing wrong with an orphan There's nothing wrong with a widow There is a reality that an orphan and a widow are subject to greater difficulties many times in this world than other people are. That is a reality. If you don't believe it, go deal with the refugee community. You don't have to go far. You don't have to go to like some foreign place. You can be here in Orange County. You go to San Diego, for sure you're going to see a lot of people from different places. From Iraq, from Syria, from... uh, from Somalia, from Afghanistan, different generations, right? Gener- each, each generation had different sets, right? And see what people go through when they don't have like the support structure, the family, so on and so forth. Does that mean that all fathers are good supporters? No. But that means that we do believe that a father and a husband has a responsibility and a right, uh, not a right, I'm sorry, a responsibility and an obligation to take care of his family, to protect them To be concerned about their safety To provide for them financially So on and so forth These are responsibilities of Of, of, uh, of a father or a husband You know? Yes it's hard To income world All these things Not the point Try not to This is related Like Try not to be so Critical Based on exceptions Such that you miss the point Okay Try Uh because we do that we do that usually because we have bad experiences with people who don't who ignore the exceptions right so they like they'll take an idea like covering up someone's sins and apply it to every single case with no exceptions so then when you hear about covering up someone's sins your mind immediately goes to yeah but what about such and such so this is, it's all, we're all trying to like navigate through the consequences of things. Of course, there's exceptions. Hard cases make bad law. As soon as your mind starts running away, just say, hard cases make bad law. Hard cases make bad law. There's the average normal situation, and then there's a hard case. It's an exceptional case, an exceptional case it usually has its own rule. It has its own situation, own rule, own whatever. But all things, even no special situations, whatever, Take the police away. It's also sometimes people, again, you know, you live in a place, you don't realize it. Take the police out of the equation. Who's going to protect your family? Most likely, the males in your family are going to protect your family. Maybe you have some females, mashallah, really good, and they should be like that. That's great, you know. You have your aykiz, you have your mother, Jaime, you have your people who are going to fight too. That's great. should be that way, but... uh some people have more responsibility than others. They were mountains. Ask those who came to blows with them what they saw from them on every field of battle. This is a beautiful. I don't know. In, in English, I don't. It doesn't do the same. But when you, if, at least for me, when you hear like. You're like, yeah, this has like, there's some flavor to this. Like, humul jibal is like, you can feel it. There are mountains, I don't know, you just feel like. But it's true in English too, right? One of our teachers, he always used to say, um, May Allah protect him and preserve him. He would say the awliya are like mountains And mountains don't need anchors The awliya are like mountains and mountains don't need anchors The awliya are like the beloved people to Allah, right? People who have a special place with Allah They're, they're like mountains They actually Even in some of the like conversations on us, They say like, in the hierarchy of the awliya in the world There's a group called the awtad which is actually the same word that's in the Quran for mountains. Right? Uh, what is it? Al-Jibala Autada. Right? Jibala Autada, They're like they're pegs. So these people they and they hold down regions. Like you could have one person who's close to Allah and they hold down a whole region. And like it there's all of this shakiness and but they keep it steady. If they leave, then things start to get even worse, right? So, they're like mountains. mountains. And mountains don't need anchors. And we have to believe. Every single one of you should believe. I have the ability, not because of anything I do, but because of Allah's mercy and Allah's gift, and because Allah is generous to His servants. I, I can be a mountain. I can be a mountain. Like, I can be such that I hold this thing down my f- I hold my family down I hold my community down I hold people down And, and, and when the earth They say that the mountains Stop the earth from shaking right? Like if they weren't holding the earth down The earth would be shaking So you, every single person here Can be a mountain Holds the earth like that Because Allahu Akbar Allah does whatever he wants Hmm. There's an important side note here. I don't want to, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Just the importance of history. (coughs) It says, ask them, ask, oh my God. There are the mountains. Ask them what happened. Uh, And it says, but these people have passed away. Like the people that fought the mountains, they're not here anymore. So how do you ask them? Um, how do you ask the mountains so because even though they're gone their stories are well known so history is important oh okay that's what that was I was like I hope there's no forest like a brush fire you know California you're like worried all the time oh no there's a fire started somewhere you start looking in the horizon and stuff in Egypt you just be like someone's burning trash <laughs> Smells like home. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, next verse, also very epic. I don't know if it translates well. So, ask Hunain, ask Badr, ask Uhud. Seasons of death more disastrous for them than the plague. Say, ask these places. Ask these places where the battles happen. What happened in the battles? Ask them. And uh, you know, I think one thing to consider, one thing to think about, is that all of these things around us, they bear witness, right? Down to the pieces of land that we pray on, they bear witness. There are some narrations that even say, like the mountains, they wake up, they talk to each other. The One mountain tells the other mountain, did anyone make zikr in front of you last night? Everyone says, Yeah, someone came. They said, SubhanAllah. <laughs> like, they have a conversation. Did anyone make zikr The trees get happy. Do you think the trees aren't happy when someone walks by them and says, La ilaha illallah? SubhanAllah. You know, these, like, these, all these things become. So you can ask them. You know, like, uh, you know when they say, like, uh, if the walls could talk? If the walls could talk. Like, if the walls could talk, they would say, So and so came and they prayed. So-and-so came and they gave charity. So-and-so came and they helped someone else. So-and-so this and this and this. In some places you can feel it. SubhanAllah, you can really feel it. Uh, one place, this is strange. You may, One place for me, I feel like you can feel this in America. <laughs> You'll understand. Is uh, where the Muslims pray at UCLA. It's a Mubarak place. SubhanAllah, I don't know how to explain it. Like how many decades probably have the Muslims been praying there Probably like 30 years now In that little spot right behind this building Like imagine you have a spot like this 30 years the students are praying there All the salawats Wallahi you go there Subhanallah you sit there and you feel something You feel like this is a special place Subhanallah Um, Some of the masajid, you feel like that I feel like that One of the few places in America I feel like that Sometimes I okay I feel like I felt in Egypt because you go to iok and it's like how many times did someone make khatam here how many times has bukhari read here how many times was the quran how many hafiz memorized the entire quran in this musallah? like it's it's there's something to that you know uh, and if you're if if you're really like the heart is alive you feel it and probably some of the people who lived in other countries and stuff you know what i mean I mean you go with all of their problems all of their problems Everything else But like you go into Masjid al-Azhar And it's like Like I don't know how much 70-80% Of all the people That we read about And like ever Passed through here At some point Like all of these Great names Even if they didn't live in Egypt They eventually passed through Egypt they went to an Azhar, they taught in Azhar, they met the ulema of Azhar. It's like crazy. You sit there and like how many times are these things finished? How many times are these things done? And not even, you don't even have to be in the masjid. Like sometimes you're in Egypt, you just feel it like in the air. And like subhanallah, like why? Because like everyone's buried there. <laughs> like Sayyidah Zainab is buried there. They say Imam Hussein's head is there. There's Imam Al-Shafi'i is there. Ibn Hajar al qalani is there. The students of Imam Malik are there. So almost like everyone just they're just buried there Like you take a micro bus to somewhere And you pass by like the greatest people in Muslim history You feel it in the air SubhanAllah So there's something to that uh, We're encouraged in a totally more micro level We're encouraged at least in the Hanafi school To, to take Masjid al bait. To take a Masjid of your house So you appoint a certain portion of your house That this is where I pray and for women in particular, actually in the Hanafi school, you have your spot in the house where you pray all the time. You make it atikaf there in Ramadan. It's amazing. Man, you have to go, go to the masjid, stay there, deal with all the people, everything else. The woman, she can literally just like walk to the corner, hit, drop in the atikaf, come back an hour later and like rock it out. Like it's amazing. But that's, that's the spot in your house. And I've been to people's homes, subhanAllah, where you go to that spot and you're like, wow, this spot feels different than the rest of the house. Subhanallah, how can you explain it? But this is Sal Badran. Hunain and Wasal and Ask them. Ask these places. Ask these places what happened, you know? Something happened there. Lot of commentary on Badr, we can't do it. On Uhud, Hunain, these battles. <coughs> take too long. Most important thing in the battle of Uhud is that the prophet told them to do something, they thought they knew better, and people died. People died. If you're gonna work in something, there's always gonna be someone who's in charge, there's always gonna be someone who makes the call on different things. Usually, they're gonna know a lot of things you don't know. If you need a closer to home example, anyone who has children, you know, right? You tell your kid, like, go do such and such, they're like, why? <laughs> they are like, man, I'm gonna explain to you why every single time. Why, because I'm your father. Like, do you accept I'm your father? Yes, I accept that. Then you do what I tell you to do. I'm not gonna explain every single thing. Like, why should I do it this way? I'll give you like my life's experience for every single thing. Like every 15 minutes I have to explain to you everything in my life. No, just do what you need to do And like everything's going to be okay No, I don't think we should do it that way Then like something gets broken Like there's a spill no, Just do what you're supposed to do It's a na'ma. Like sometimes If you have good leadership It's very rare But if you have like yeah, I want good leadership They could just tell me Go do this like, Alhamdulillah <laughs> I don't have to worry about it anymore Like I just know what to do Alhamdulillah You know don't, No problem have to make decisions and like leading is very hard and it's like what I've said before there's a lot of things in life if you if you haven't done them you don't know okay so just always keep that in mind when you're critiquing leadership fine critique hold people accountable everything else but just keep in mind if you haven't done it you don't understand (laughs) you don't know everything that comes along with it all of the and this is like uh, one of the big challenges with uh, never mind. Don't open that one. al-Limami. <laughs> white swords return, dripping red after taking drink from beneath the black heads of all their enemies. I told you, it's like the swords took drink from beneath, beneath the heads of the enemies. <laughs> like scribes with wielded spears for pens leaving no letter of a body unmarked with dots. So again, talking about this. Look, again, if it feels harsh to you, just take a moment, sit with yourself, remember something that's happened in history. Like, remember what happened in Bosnia. Remember what happened in the Crusades. You know, when Salah told them, your army can leave Quds, and we'll give you safe passage to leave, we won't harm you. And he told them when 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 our armies conquered Khuds, the streets were knee-deep in blood. They killed everybody. Everybody. Women, children, everybody was killed. And Salah al-Din told them, I'm not those men. I give you this passage, you go. Right? So, like, just because like you have some principles doesn't mean someone else has those principles. Some people will actually be some people, you know. This applies to them And again He's living in a time of When the Crusades were At least close By the way The Crusades don't have to be close There's a lot of stuff that happens now too Sometimes we live in a country We don't want to look so carefully you know, We don't open that one When their orator stood Amidst the noise of battle Their ears would feign deafness To his cry <coughs> So you know, I, the the it's just more imagery. Shaki lahum sima Well armed, they were distinguished by a clear sign, as a rose differs from an acacia tree in its features. So they they like you see the bravery of these people, and also their humility and their sincerity. That they go into the battle with incredible... Like they bring all these qualities together. There's a story later. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an, who one of the guys called him out in the battle for a one-on-one contest. And he went to the one-on-one contest with him and he was about to strike him down. And he stopped. And they're like, what happened? And he's like, when he fell, his aura was exposed and I felt shy. I felt bad for him. So I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> like... That's what I said. They, it's not, They're bringing different. They were distinguished in the way that they did this. It wasn't some sort of like savagery. It was we have to do this for a reason, and because of that reason, we have to do it. The winds of victory bring you their scent as a gift. You would think each armed hero a flower in bud. كَأَنَّهُمْ فِي ذُهُورٍ خَيْلِ نَبْتُ رُبَى Min Hazmi La Min Huzumi As if riding their steeds they were flowers on a hilltop, held firm not by strong stirrups, but by strength of resolve. Okay. This is an interesting one. I'll pause very briefly, inshallah. We sometimes think like all that matters in a in a physical conflict Is who's stronger or who's bigger or who has the most cosmetic muscles? Okay, and that's not all that matters actually. Like, resolve matters, heart matters. You know, heart matters. So he's saying they 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 stood like flowers on a hilltop, held firm not by their strong stirrups but by the strength of resolve. That it wasn't that like. They were just so physically strong But it's that they had so much heart You can't break them Right This is a really Really interesting thing You yeah, know you see it You see it in Philistine all the time Philistines like like Bihil الْمَثَلِ In this issue Like they're the, they're the example You go to Philistine You see children They're like They have the courage That 40 year old men don't have Right You're like where do they What is that That's not like he didn't lift more weights in the gym and like take the right protein supplement. That that is something that's in the heart. Something that's in the heart. Don't be confused by things. Even by the way, strength is not determined by, you know, how the muscles look. Ridiculous, man. Their forceful onslaught so put their foe's heart to flight. That you cannot have told a herd from a warrior; they're just like fleeing, like sheep would flee. Their warriors became like sheep, just fleeing, all fleeing all over the place. This is also one of the famous verses in the burda. It's Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. For the one whose help comes from the emissary of Allah, even lions finding him in their dens will be lost to face him. It's the one whose victory comes from the Prophet wasallam, even if they were in the lion's den, the lions would be afraid of them. Because their their, their strength comes from the Prophet wasallam. There's many, many stories in this regard, by the way. It is related that a group of companions among them, who was Abdullah ibn Umar, were walking when a lion appeared before them. Abdullah ibn Umar walked up and took the lion by its ear and moved it off the path. And when he asked about what he had, when he was asked about what he had done, he said, if you fear Allah, everything will fear you. <laughs> he walked up to the lion, took the lion, moved the lion. If you fear Allah, ev- everything will fear you. I have seen here and there Cases where someone, maybe they're from Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet sallallahu Alaihi wa and you find in them this quwwah That you're like, where did that come from? SubhanAllah, you find like a strength in them. Uh, someone in our community, someone well-known, may Allah protect him. Like our greater Southern California community. Uh, we were in, alhamdulillah, we were blessed to be in Medina together when the Majlis did the last Umrah trip. He was there at the same time. And uh, He's from the family of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, very well known. And he had said like, you know, uh, anyways, we were there and he said like, let's let's go try to get to the Roda or somewhere to say salam to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi them. And when we got up, he's like normal, you know, person. We got up and he took my hand and he started to walk and I was like, whoa. <laughs> like this is a different thing right now Like he, the way he took my hand and the way Like there was so much strength in it I was like subhanAllah These, are, Like this is a different uh, I don't know how to explain it It's also narrated that when Safina The freed bondswoman of the messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Encountered a lion on his path Bondsman sorry Encountered a lion on his path He said to it I am the freed slave of the messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And the lion purred and showed him the way some have reported that once a man had set out to visit a saint when he was confronted by a lion on the road. When he complained of this to the saint, the saint went out to the lion, grabbed it by its ear, and said to it, Didn't I tell you to stop bothering my guest?" A <laughs> <laughs> story is also told of a saint who would summon a lion and ride on its back as crowds looked on. <laughs> <laughs> you will not see one saint who is not victorious through him وسلم, or a single foe of his who has not dealt mortal blows. He gave his nation sanctuary and the stronghold of his faith. As a lion settles in with its cubs in a thicket. How often have Allah's words failed his opponents? And how often has the Qur'an defeated its enemies? كفاك 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 the erudition of an unlettered one is a miracle enough in an age of ignorance as is an orphan's education. To say like the Prophet Wasallam, the, the language that he spoke, the way that he spoke, the way that he was, in spite of everything that he went through in his life and so on, is enough of a miracle to show who he was ﷺ. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Finish the chapter on Jihad Uh, Not next week Next week We're reading the Dua of the Oppressed The Prayer of the Oppressed And having some reflections on oppression uh, In light of the day of Ashura Which is not next Sunday But it's a couple days after that Um, But then the Sunday after that The 22nd Inshallah we will finish the Burda Uh, Inshallah The last two chapters are short so inshallah we'll finish it on the 22nd and then on the 29th we'll be in retreat and then in September inshallah we'll start something new. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala Muhammad wa ala wa sallam. Any uh, questions or comments or anything anyone has?